My son asked me, Daddy, did you pick your nose when you were young? No, son. I was born with it. <laughs> God damn it. What's up, bud? Not much. We're back from PAX. Yeah, man. We're hanging out. Yep. Um, currently, we're drinking Aslan's Grove Stand, their milkshake IPA. Right. Um, six and a half ABB, right outside of Richmond. Um, they don't do a lot of distribution, um, so when I find it, I pick it up. Yeah. No matter what it is, they they're the ones that did that um, vanilla Coke. Yes, and that had lactose in it too, right? Mm-hmm. Are they? So I heard smoothie IPAs is, is a whole other style. That really, I haven't heard into. about that. So this is a smoothie IPA. It's basically a unfiltered kind of hazy IPA, which sure. I use as a catch-all hazy yeah. IPAs, but it has lactose sugar in it. Interesting. What, yeah, interesting. Has that sweeter taste to it. So I guess then you just have like, like the hops are then just giving you the flavor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's this is very good. I like this a lot. Yeah, it's super yeah. good. Um, Aslan. I've only had one thing from them that was like, eh, and that was the uh, the Brett Brett Goza. I think it was. Okay, I haven't had a lot of Aslan. I've had this one and the other one you had. Yeah, one time. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah no, this is uh, this is this is really good. Um, Pax was amazing. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Right, I've never been to a board game convention. It's my first one. So you've never been to a board game convention of any size, right? No. no okay. Not a specific. I've been to many con. Like cons, like sure. wizard cons and uh, different comic cons, but I've never been to a specifically board gaming convention. Did you find this specifically overwhelming? Uh, there were certain aspects of it that were overwhelming. Um, the so when you come in, I felt a little thrown to the wolves. Okay, like a little bit like there's a there's an app that goes with it tells you what's going on yep but basically the app was telling me everything's going on good fucking luck <laughs> you know like go do this and right. so there was a lot to choose from i kind of sure. i'm kind of glad i read the program ahead of time sure. i think if i had arrived been exposed to this and given the program i've been like well if you would have gone in blind yeah 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 it's a it's something you kind of have to prepare for a little bit yeah so i found and and just from the experiences that I had with you guys, really, mm-hmm. um, and a couple other people that we talked to, but um, I feel like I wouldn't recommend this as somebody's first board game convention, period. Okay. Well, um, well too bad. <laughs> well, so, but for you, right, you've been to cons before. Yes, you understand, yeah, yeah. like, how it's, things It's work. a hard, it's a very specific sort of almost niche con to, it's not, it's not one to... Like a Comic Con, like like Wizard World is kind of yeah. over encompassing a lot of different pop culture stuff. You can right. go in and just right coast through it. Yeah, um, I do. I do think that you know, unless you're going with somebody who understands the con, right, right, or how a large board game convention works, I wouldn't recommend going just from the the stance of you're going to get in there and you're not going to know what to do. Right, right, because you're going to go in there and you're going to be like, oh, I want to go to these events. Right, these all sound really cool. Mm-hmm. And then if something doesn't happen or if you whatever, right, like your your whole schedule's off. Right. Um, and then you can really get lost, right? You can get lost like, what do I do in the vendor hall? You know, what, you know, what do I line up? Like, what what's the deal? Sure, right? sure. Um, and I feel just, Pax did a great job of having enforcers everywhere. Yep. Um, but, and I think we're going to kind of go deeper into that and into our bonus episode. Bonus episode. But yeah, I, I I do think that PAX is great. I'll probably go again next year. Yeah. Um, and it's only five hours away from us. Sure. So totally, totally drivable. Yeah, absolutely. Unless you're driving a stick, in which case you guys drive a stick. 
Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, I went in and said, oh, I'm not going to buy anything. It's fine. Nope. I bought all the things. All the things. Every single one of them. Yeah, I had a great time, though. So if you guys tune in, we'll have a bonus episode all about packs coming up uh, right before. Right Pretty after, soon. Right after the holidays, right before the holidays. Somewhere. We're going to have one this year. <laughs> Uh, today we're going to be talking about our top twelve games. Our top twelve games. So we um, we heard some some great things about our top twelve beer list, mm-hmm. right? Top twelve games will be interesting, um, just because again, like our beer, we have very different enjoyments, likes, tastes. Taste. <laughs> do you ta- do you do you taste a board game? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, uh, we we enjoy different things about board games. Sure, right, absolutely. We're um, approaching it from different different angles. Yeah, and uh, I, I think I just want to be want to be clear here that just because a game isn't on my top twelve list, right, doesn't mean I don't enjoy that game. Absolutely, or I you know that game isn't good enough for me to play. Mm-hmm. It just means it didn't make it into my top twelve. And, and sometimes, like you have different. Uh, genres of games you don't want to have a bunch of different like just like we had i don't want to have a bunch of ipas on my sure. beer list i don't have a bunch of worker placement games on my game list you know i want sure. to narrow it down to different specific types of games just don't get offended yeah. instead send us an email yeah and let us know what your top 12 games right. are and we'll tell you the they all suck <laughs> No, we definitely want to hear your games. Um, just like uh, we we have with our beers, maybe you'll you'll have a couple games that we should try that we haven't heard of. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, and if you guys like this kind of stuff, we'll do it again next yeah, year. Yeah, please please let us know. Our our tastes are ever changing. Party fouls. Hey everybody, Chris here. Just wanted to correct a small mistake I might have made during our twelve beers of Christmas two weeks ago. When I was talking about the Tavern Brown Ale and the Secret Admirer Double IPA, I accidentally said that that was from the Virginia Beer Company in Williamsburg. It's actually from the Aleworks Brewery Company in Williamsburg. Whoopsie-daisy. All right, guys. This is part two of our 12 Days of Christmas. Huzzah! Um, So this time we're going to be covering our top 12 games. Top 12 games. I think there's going to be some surprise, surprises in here. I think so, too. Uh, I tried to make all my games different genres of games, or like at least different um, feels. Or All of mine have different themes. Yeah, there you go, themes. Um, there may be some shared mechanics, and mm-hmm. I think that just comes with the nature oh, of, sure. of absolutely. life. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, so, number 12. 12. So, for number 12, I put uh, a party game. Okay, a lot of different party games. My number 12 is Taboo. Really? Yes, out of all the party games, I was going through them all, I'm like, this is my favorite one. I don't know why, but you know when you have a friend, you have that like special language that as soon as you say something, they understand exactly what you mean. Yeah, not like you and I. Not like, I mean, we're not friends yet, but... (laughs) (laughs) But like, I feel like if you get the right people on the team... You can really get that game sure. pretty heated, which yeah. is a lot of fun. Weird thing is, though, I, I every time I go to someone's house, we play uh, Taboo, we always do boys versus girls, and the girls always win. Yeah. Somehow. They have, like, a girl's code. But uh, that's my favorite one. I have not played the, the remake of Taboo that came out, which has a die and a squeaker. Mm. I've only played the OG one. but My, um, not to say that your Taboo is wrong, but my, like... To me, the better version of that is Code Names. 
I don't think they're the same game. I think they're very similar. Right? I feel like tab- I feel like you have a team of people and you're trying to like get them to figure out what you're what you're saying. Okay. I feel like it's the inverse though. It's like in taboo, I know the word but no one else does. And I'm giving you all these extra words, but in the other one everyone else knows the it's one of these words and you're giving the other clues. All right, but you still know the word. Yeah, that's true. I feel like the clue giving though yeah. Well, let's kind of let's just cut out our argument here. It's not an argument. I like codenames too. In fact, those two are my like neck and necks. Yeah. I've just had played Taboo longer. Yeah. My number 12 mm-hmm. is a relatively new game. Okay. Uh, at least to, to, to my collection is Mysterium. Oh. So Mysterium is like what I would consider like advanced clue, mm-hmm. right? So there's no board. There's no like moving of pieces. You're right. just trying to solve this riddle. Yeah. Um. I love it. I I love that this game supports six players. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is like the biggest that it's the biggest crunch for my collection is like a six player. I've game. got six people. What do we play in one group? But instead of having to divide into like a two groups of three. Two, yeah. Um so Mysterium, that's the reason why I picked up Mysterium is because it was like, oh, it's two to six players. Wonderful. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I love that game. I love that it has increasing levels of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that we we finally just got to the point where we felt like the the cards were a little stale, so we bought an expansion to sure. to increase it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there are different expansions that actually add like different sections. Okay, um, like so, rooms or like what do you mean by so, section? So, like in the base game, there's uh, the person. The place and the thing. Okay. Right? But in some of the expansions, they'll add like a different, like it'll be like a vision or like a uh, like a time of day type thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There, That's cool. There's all these different little additions that they add. So neat. They have three uh, expansions out for. I think they're playing another one in 2019. Okay. Um, but yeah, Mysterium, number 12. It's a fun one. It's yep. a good one. Number 12. All right. Number, number 11. 11. Uh, a classic game. Monopoly. No, that's on my list. Stratego. Mm. Stratego. Okay. So Stratego to me is the two-player blind. It's like combining Capture the Flag and Guess Who. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's super fun to play. It's easy to teach. As soon as you get the game, you understand it. There are different variations that we have. I have two. You have one that's really neat. Mm-hmm. I have the Lord of the Rings and the Star Wars uh, versions of it. Yep. And you have the uh, I don't legends. Know, legends. Legends is actually my favorite. Yep. Uh, I like it because it's it's basically Dungeons and Dragons themed. Yep. And each on yours, each team is identical. Like there's the red and the blue team, but their powers are the same. Is that correct? No. No. They have well, they have different um, pieces that you can swap in and out. Oh, okay. I've yep. only played the one where we both had the same basic te- basic yep. team. That that that's how you like learn the different abilities. Okay. But then in the advanced game, you get to select your. So army. you basically like deck build base or yeah. like yeah. Um, in the uh, Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings one, each team is very different. Like okay. the dark side for like the evil side for both seem to be more militant. And sure. The other one seems to be more responsive. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I love I love Strigo. Always a fun one. Solid. Yeah. Uh, number eleven. I'm sure is on your list, so we're not going to talk about it. Scythe. It is. Yep. So we will we'll come, come back, back to that later. later. Number, number 10. 10. All right, so my number 10 is a uh, big strategy game, a big two-player strategy game, War of the Ring. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, I've played this game. It was one of me and my one of my good friends' um, regular yearly game. Yeah. And it's an all day game. Yeah. War of the Ring is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's on my grill list. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, I would recommend getting the 2.0 version. I have the original edition. Okay. In the original edition, I don't know what the other changes are, but the biggest change for me is the Nazgul figures in it mm-hmm. are very tall and very thin, so they all fall over and knock over <laughs> everything else. In the new ones, the Nazgul wings are folded down, oh, so they okay. don't fall over. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, that's worth the money in itself. <laughs> uh, but that game is uh, it's very intense. It's as intense as like reading Lord of the Rings. Like yep. You go through every aspect of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the game a lot. Mm-hmm. I've played it two or three times mm-hmm. um, i have the expansion for it too nice the uh riders of rohan or yeah. something like that uh, which has another game in it oh so if you buy that game it adds an expansion to the regular war yeah. of the ring but on the other side of the board is like a standalone little skirmish game oh yeah. that's nifty it's pretty fun like yeah. just like a you just like, play like, that like a points type thing uh it's more of like you have a an army of figures and you have like command tokens kind of and so you're like secretly giving them commands oh, okay and then gotcha. you reveal them yeah. Kind of similar to Game of Thrones, sort yeah. of. Okay. Number nine? Nope. My number 10. Oh, you're number 10. Damn it. My number 10, which I can almost guarantee is not on your list, Splendor. It almost was. It almost was. So Splendor um, is cool little engine building game. Mm-hmm. I have to say that while the expansions are cool, I still prefer just the standard... Base base splendor um the expansions are great for like uh angel and i play this game a lot um so we like to throw in the expansions to spice it up mm-hmm. uh, but we always we always play the base game first okay um but it's a great little game it's i feel like it's easy enough to where someone who doesn't understand games can pick it up it's a good gateway game yeah um very simple uh it is probably it was one of our first games in our like modern game collection Mm -hmm. a game that i i was wrestling with that because that was on my list of maybes was that and uh mars needs mechanics i like that Mm -hmm. one a lot too it's a good Um, game yeah that's a good one number Number nine. nine number nine is my favorite family game of all time 13 dead end drive look at that there it is that on your list is that your number one that is not on my (laughs) list uh this is a game i grew up with and i just love the whole thing of murder and you're all trying to kill people for money it's great for the family yep Uh, i like how you can use little uh the little figure little traps to kill off your pawns and it's really neat it's a very you game right yeah it is very much like yeah you you want to screw over other people yep and that is that's probably where i learned it from right there's a whole freudian thing with this 13 (laughs) dead end drive i've not played 13 13 dead end drive the remake of it that that ori and heather have apparently it's like a reimagining of the game it's not quite as violent apparently but that makes me not want to play (laughs) so i want to literally murder my entire family uh it was it's a great game i like it a lot my number nine Mm mm-hmm uh, welcome to okay yeah so welcome to is a uh flip and right yeah instead of a roll and right mm-hmm. god these fucking nerds <laughs> <laughs> um man imagine if they made a podcast about this shit <laughs> but it, it's it is a little confusing for new people to come into the game mm-hmm. and i fully understand that yeah. but i i i play welcome to by myself <laughs> okay like welcome to to me is like it is my favorite roll and write game okay um 
and uh, it's it's solid. It's it's not. I'm never not in the mood for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I've played it twice. I feel like I still need to get in. I think it's a genre I haven't really delved into too much, so it's hard because to, that's not your thing. It's not my thing. But you know what? Sometimes things that aren't my thing. I need to just try out and see if they can be my thing. Yeah, but like... You, It'll never be my thing. No, because y- you feel like it's a solitaire game, which it is, yeah. and you're just competing to see who's going to do the best. Which is... Yeah. 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 You you want you want some sort of like... I want to be able to mess you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, that's just what it is. And the only way to do that really and welcome to is with the city plans. Right. But To get it first. Yeah. Right. And that's arguably not yeah. a large por- portion of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, welcome to number nine. Good one. Number Number eight. eight. All right. In classic area control for me, number eight is Risk. Wow. Risk. What a surprise. Who would have thought? I thought it would have been higher. Uh, It was tough. This was a tough. Is there a uh, specific version? Yes. Actually, I was going to go into that. I have six versions of Risk. I very bad. I'm very bad at that game. I'll be honest. I'm pretty, (laughs) pretty god awful. But for some reason, I just love playing it. It, It's just something about it is just fun. Um, my favorite version of it is the it's the Metal Gear Solid one. Yeah, that's my favorite one because uh, I, I love the Metal Gear Solid lore because I love all the the games. Um, it's just I feel like it's the most uh, well presented one. Yeah, it's a good one. My favorite one is uh, the God. What is it? The Gods of War. It's like the Asgardian oh, the, one. Uh, you're talking about the. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, myths or the one of the uh, we have like another like like heaven or whatever yeah. it's called Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah. yeah, that that's my favorite one. That Tw- I have not played that one. Twenty two ten is probably a close. That second. one's really good. I like yeah. that one a lot. I like uh, it. that's the one with the moon, right? Yep. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah. I feel like every game of Risk that I've played has been you know has the heart of Risk, except yeah. for uh, 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 Zombie Land, Walking Dead, Walking Dead Risk, which to me is barely a Risk game. That game is still fun, but. If you've played it, it's not the same. I think thing. we've talked about this before, but I actually don't like basic risk. I don't either. I don't like I don't like world domination risk. Yeah, it takes too it takes long. Way too long. And it gets really boring. I like the objective based risk, which seems to be every risk that has been in production since the classic yeah. risk. There there are scenarios in Metal Gear Risk though where like you could just end up with world domination. You could. Yep. Yep. Um, but I feel like even if I feel like world domination in Metal Gear Risk is more accessible than in Classic Risk. You can get a huge bonus if yeah, you build up true. correctly. That's true. But yeah, that's my number eight. My number eight is a game we don't play super often, um, but when we do, it's just good old fun. Mm-hmm. Zombicide Black Plague. Ah, yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, so Zombicide Black Plague is the medieval version of zombicide mm-hmm. um only when i've played honestly oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah so this version has updated rules it's all set in a medieval theme the biggest thing is the the bale fire the dragon bale fire yep. is all right time to blow up some zombies right and you have this really cool story moments where like you know to like i still remember certain games where we're like we had to Fight away the, these three hordes of zombies. Yep. We put them all into one place, and then we blew them up with with it's dragon so fire. So good, right? But don't you need like the you need that oil that dragon fire? But then you also need like a torch, right? Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah. Go throw a torch into so it. So like we have all the expenses. Like, where's the goddamn torch? <laughs> Can't we just rub <laughs> two sticks together? There, the Wolfsburg expansion, which I think I don't know. If I've never played, played it. The Wolfsburg expansion is really cool. It adds uh, verticality to it, okay. so you can like go upstairs and like start oh, to shoot down at zombies too. How does it do that? 
Uh, it just adds board tiles. So when you place a regular board tile, you just place a different one, and the zombies require additional time to go upstairs. Okay. Yeah, it, but they're not like physically. It's not physically oh, okay. vertical. No. Is it off to the side? No. No, it's just on top. It's just another space on the board. Yeah. Okay. And that also adds werewolves. Always a good thing to add. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was, funny enough, Zombicide was my uh, first big Kickstarter that I backed. Yeah, that was a big one, too. Yeah. Yeah, you got I, like the big old, the, the whole show. I went all in. Went all in. And I remember when that box came and I was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to call it a work for there next was, year. There was so much plastic to unbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that I love that game. I and, do too. I like it a um, lot. It I think is, it's well presented too. Yep. And all the, the player trays are just fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I love that like all their all the Simon games typically like tie into each other. So you can like, people have made like conversion kits where you can take the Zombicide characters and play them in like besieged or in uh massive darkness or whatever okay. so that you can like switch them all around which that's kind of cool yeah. yeah that's super neat that's, um, that's a great game so yeah so that is uh zombicide my number eight all right number, number seven. seven in the dungeon crawling genre my number seven is descent really mm-hmm thought it would have been higher i thought it would have been too. i'm so confused on what your top five are uh you would be surprised <laughs> No, I don't think you will actually. Monopoly. Hear it. Yeah, it's all it's all Monopoly. That and uh, you know, Crazy Eight. Uh, Duo. <laughs> so, <laughs> dos. <laughs> uh, I love Descent. Descent's a great dungeon crawling yep. game. To me, it's like combining you know just the sword and sorcery with like Final Fantasy Tactics. It's just that yeah. style of game. It's super fun. Um, now that I look at it on this list, I, maybe I should have put it higher. I don't know. This is also different. It's like, it's what's my mood day to day. Like, how would I rank these? So I have a question. Okay. Do you prefer that game with the app or without the app? I like being the overlord. Okay. Cause I like screwing people over. Yep. So what a surprise. There it is. <laughs> I'll be honest. I like being the overlord. Yeah. Um, there are some things about the game. I like some things that I feel like the expansions add so much different things. Like the base game, I feel solid. By itself, great game. Mm-hmm. Some of the expansions, like the Nerakal ones, add a whole bunch of lore and story, but I feel like I'm just reading it out loud to the players. There's not a lot of involvement to that story. Okay. There's a lot of lore that goes into it, but who really fucking cares? Right. You know, you want to get to the game. You want to start playing. Yeah. Um, the Manor of Ravens, which I have, which you haven't played yet, is is very fun. Cool. Um, it's like a mini campaign. You play that single player, right? No, I've not. Oh. I played the first mission with Ori and Heather one time. Oh, okay. And that's it. I read the rest of it alone. <laughs> In the bathroom? <laughs> In the bathroom. So that's your number seven. That's my number seven. What's your number seven? My number seven mm-hmm. is a game that you've never played before. Okay. Um, but I am very excited to play with you. Uh, and that is Charterstone. I, I can't wait. So Charterstone, um, Angel and I started this uh, when we got rid of our roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, oh, we're going to start like a weekly like game thing. Okay. Right? Um, Charter Charterstone is a uh, legacy style worker placement game mm-hmm. where you're actually building the rule book as you play through the game. Mm-hmm. So as you unlock things, you'll actually peel off stickers and put them in the rule book. And right. Like throughout the game, you could replace rules. Sure. With them. Yeah. Super great. All the little resources are all wooden. Um, so no like little like cardboard tokens. Everything the the whole like unboxing stuff is very cool. Oh, I love that stuff um, in, in the legacy game. Super yeah. fun. It's it's great, and the cool thing is, is that they they thought about this beforehand, and so you finish your twelve game campaign, you pay twenty bucks to get the new cards, and then you can flip the board over and play the campaign again. Yeah, 
um, refill kit. Yep, yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, so that's number seven, Charterstone. That's a great one. Yep. Uh, speaking of legacy games, uh, I've played. I think the only real legacy game I've played is Risk Legacy. Yep. Where you also get stickers that you replace rules and stuff, and you change characters' abilities, and it's permanent. While we're playing this game, you know, me and and Ori and Todd were going through it, and we're like, you know, when we when we're done with the game and it's what we've made it, it's playable, but we'll probably never ever want to fucking play it again. Right. You know, you play 15 games of this to build it. Right. But I think once you've built it, you just want to throw it away and buy another, another one or like do something else. Yeah. I think it really depends. Yeah. Um, I think Charterstone is, unique. that's more co-op, right? No, no, not at all. No, it's, it is a, a free for all work replacement game. Okay. Um, the only thing that you're like, there are certain missions where you're like, or certain like, uh, scenarios where it's like good to be like kind of cooperative, mm-hmm. but whatever, right? But the the like the game that isn't the legacy game, right? That's just like the standard game mm-hmm. is just a standard work replacement game. Yeah. So I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to develop a game that is legacy esque, where you it starts with like a very basic bare bones board, right? Uh-huh. And as you play with your people and you start to learn like what you guys like playing together, you introduce those mechanics into the game and that's the legacy you're not just adding like an ability but you're adding a whole like mechanic that's what charterstone does is that what it does yep i'd like to check that's exactly what it does yeah you know not to give anything away yeah but like there are certain cards that you start with and it's like okay like you're learning you're learning the game as you're unlocking all this stuff gotcha so the first two games of charterstone are super quick Mm -hmm. you can get two games done in an hour yeah but that's just because you're very basic learning how to like use your workers. Okay. Right. And then you start to unlock different mechanics that then make the game become so much more. So I like, see. you know, our first two games were first two or three games were very short, but now our games are like 60 minutes, 60 mm-hmm. to 70 minutes. Cool. I'd like to check it out. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good number seven, right? Yeah. Number, number six. 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 Number six. Speaking of worker placement, one that you probably already predicted, Lords of Waterdeep is my number six. Okay. And the reason it is, is I know there are technically better worker placement games, Yep. but in my mind, it's such an elegantly designed game. Mm-hmm. It's a great game for, I have a lot of friends that are just thinking about getting into board games. Mm-hmm. It's a great game to just teach people how to do it. I like the expansions too, because I feel like the first expansion, it doesn't do anything but add another player. Yep. So I can get the six players in there. And then the, 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 Corruption expansion shows how you it's like a balancing point of another resource of right. how that could affect a game. Right. I just like how it's laid out. I like the theme of it and I love how quick it is and it's just very bare bones and there it is. And it's a great game to introduce new players to future board games. Yeah. Yeah. That's my number six. My number six, kind of in the same vein, is Champions of Midgard ah, yep. with all the expansions. Oh, okay. I cannot play Champions of Midgard base anymore. Unless, really? unless I'm teaching somebody the game. Sure. Okay, fair enough. I don't enjoy the base game because I know there's all this other there's stuff more that I could be doing. doing. Especially with the uh, the Hill Giant expansion. Okay. You know, because it adds that extra space. It's not just adding, like, additional players. It's, like, a whole new thing, right? I feel like it's just another journey area. Yeah, but it's a journey area that I don't have to get food You don't have to fight for. Right, yeah. You, you know what I mean? spend coins. Yeah, right. spend coins. I love that game a lot, too. I did notice, though, as we played it with different groups of people, is 
I only like the Valhalla. I guess it's, is it the Valhalla expansion? Is that what it's called? Or the when you get the ghosts? Yeah, that's the um, uh, yeah Valhalla. Valhalla. Okay, we'll call it that. I only like that expansion with f- four tops. If you have more than four players, I find it just slows it down. Okay, but that's just me. I like the idea of it. I think it's great, yeah. but f- to have to wait that long around the table with that other choice right. it just slows it down a bit. Yeah. So yeah, that's my. Uh... Number six. Good number six. Number five. Here we go. Number, number five. five. These are the big ones. Number five. You're My number five. five. I know. This is tough. And you know, like I said uh, before about the beers, I'm like, it kind of depends on my mood too. You know, like sometimes I'm in the mood to play a party game. Sometimes I'm in the well, mood I think, to sit down I and think play a 2 It's important to game. note, right? My top 12, mm-hmm. for the majority of it, is the top of that genre. Yeah. That's how I try to do it too. I am... It, it, almost nearly, I will I'm very unlikely to say no to a game. Sure. Right? Me too. If I'm going to play a game, play a game. Right? Yep. yep. But if I have my choice, these are the games that I would pick. Fair enough. Yep. Yep. So, number five, another classic game, Clue. Wow. That is my number five. I That is my favorite, what do you call it? Just Parker Brothers basic game, Clue is my favorite. Okay. I've played a lot of different variations on it, and surprisingly, I found my favorite version of Clue that I've played so far. Okay. I I have heard that the um, Golden Girls version, where you had to find who took (laughs) Sophia, I've heard that game is actually really good. Like, there's there's a whole deck of cards of, like, rumors. Like, you start rumors. That's cool. Yeah. So, it looks pretty cool. There's extra rooms. Hmm. But anyway, uh, I found my favorite. Blanche's bedroom. There's no escape until you roll a five or eight. It's like Robin Williams is still stuck in there. Moving on. So uh, my favorite clue that I've played recently, and even though I know nothing about the fandom, I've barely seen the movies. I've never seen any of them sober. Harry Potter clue. Harry Potter clue. We played that so much growing up. I just played it for the first time the other day. Yeah. My siblings and I used to play the shit out of that. Have you seen there's like YouTube videos about people like, oh shit, Harry Potter clue. Like it's a new thing, but it's not. Well, that's the thing, right? Harry Potter is a whole bunch of board games. Okay. A whole bunch yeah, of Yeah, that's games. true. Yep. The Quidditch game was fantastic. Yeah. The Harry Potter, um, like, dungeon crawl-esque game, super good. Oh, okay. Um, but it came out in a time when people were, were getting stuff just for Harry Potter. It wasn't yeah. for the Harry board Potter. game. Harry, Harry Potter. Yeah. But the Clue one's fun. Yeah. I like how you have the house points, and that's basically your life total, and yep. you could be killed and out of the game yeah and i like how the secret space you know what i really like about not only just the secret spaces that spin but it 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 affects the the rooms that are not on the corners right which never used to have a secret passage trying to remember who designed that but yeah that's a that's a great one and i know not like when i never get any of the references Mm -hmm. so i'm like it's the two bald twins (laughs) you know they (laughs) fought that wizard but yeah, that's uh, that's my number five. Interesting. My number five is a game that I have played the most solo. I really enjoy playing this game with other people, but some people just aren't into it, and that's fine with me. But number five is Everdell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of being able to build my engine, and I'm fighting against you know other people trying to trying to gain you know, advantage over, mm-hmm. over, uh, the forest, mm-hmm. the single player you're playing, playing against the game. Right. Yep. And the game takes over 
spaces that you can't use. And so it's different every time, which is kind of cool. Um, it actually penalizes you if you don't go for like the minor objectives. Um, so you can't just like go for the major objectives and get a whole bunch of points and win, right? You have to get all these minor objectives as well, or else they count as negative points oh, for you. Um, yeah, I like that game a lot. I yeah. never played it solo, but I like the game. Yeah, Everdell is, is fantastic. It's my number five. Number four. Number four. Um, I guess I call this an adventure game. Um, Betrayal. That's my number four. Yeah. Adventure, uh, exploration, tile placing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, it's weird because I feel like the game doesn't really know its genre until the betrayal is revealed. Till the haunt's revealed. Right. Yeah. Till the haunt is revealed. Then you know what you're going. Because sometimes there's no trader and you're just yeah. trying to collect tokens. Yeah. We talked about this in the episode. Um, I have a deep, deep connection with betrayal. Mm-hmm. Played it over a hundred times. Yeah. I, I don't even think I've done 20. Yeah. I, th- I definitely have not done all the scenarios. Yeah. I feel like every time I play the game, except for maybe once or twice, I've never played the same thing. Oh, really? Never. Um, there were a few times where I've played like the same scenario three or four times, mm-hmm. but I have definitely played every scenario. Yeah. Even though so, <laughs> sometimes we did on purpose. We're like, we have to play scenario 48. We can't do anything until we play scenario <laughs> 48. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, and then uh, I haven't played all the expansions. I, I mean, I have that and the the the, uh, the Baldur's Gate one, which is also very good. But no, I have not played them all, and I feel like every time I play it, it's a new experience. I do feel like it can lull. Yeah. So I feel like I like playing the game, but it needs to be with the right people. The expansion to me was a little disappointing. I feel like, like some other games I played, like creativity was there, but the execution was not. Adding the attic was cool. Yeah. Um, I just feel like a lot of the scenarios weren't balanced. At all. And they didn't feel that different. Like, it felt like like reskinning some of the old scenarios. Sure, sure. Um, so, as a concept and as, you know, just what it is, I put Betrayal as my number four. Okay. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a game without its... Uh, faults. Faults, but I think uh, there's very few games that have gone that route. Yep. My number four mm-hmm. is the second heaviest game on my list. Oh. Gloomhaven. Uh, okay. I am in love with Gloomhaven. Yeah. So Gloomhaven is a dungeon crawler, mm-hmm. right? But the mechanic that I love about it is that it's not, it's co-op, but we aren't planning out our moves together. Right. You know, in very general terms, it's, hey, I'm thinking about doing these things, but I'm not, you know, the 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 game kind of lends itself to, feels more like a, like I'm actually there, right? More immersive. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not telling you second by second what I'm doing, right? I'm just doing it. Okay. Um, and I really like that aspect of it. Oh. I like the, the unlockables, which are cool. That I've is only, neat. I've only yeah. gotten through uh, uh, probably a quarter of them. Mm. You know, all the scenarios are very unique. And yeah, it's it's it, it lives up to the hype. Right, right, um, yeah. Without a doubt. And the, the universe that Isaac Childress has built is just absolutely fantastic. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. So yeah, Gloomhaven, number That's four. That's a good one. Now we're on the top three. Oh boy. Number no, three. No, three. All right. My number three, which is not technically a board game, is Magic the Gathering. Okay. Yep. That's my number three. Okay. Yep. So uh, I was looking at all my other card games and I'm like, oh, I'd rather play Magic. It's the first collectible card game I've played. It's probably the game I've played the longest besides my number one. And it, I've been playing it since 1994. Yeah. Magic is great. I think my only problem with, with Magic mm-hmm. is that 
there is very much a skill gap. Well, my other issue with Magic is I like the game. I don't necessarily like the clientele. Sure. If that makes sense. Sure. Like, I feel like I like to play Magic with, like, a friend. Yeah. And I just like how the game was developed. And I feel like a lot of other games that are around day wouldn't be around without what Magic kind of laid the foothold of. Well, sure. Richard Garfield is a, a genius. genius. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Magic's great. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. I'll allow it. Yeah, it wouldn't have been my choice, but yeah, I'll allow it. I think it's just because I have so much history with it. It's just the skill gap thing. It's there's such a huge like, like even kitchen top, kitchen tabletop. You know magic, what? I you don't know? know if skill top is a thing. I feel like the the thing that got me out of magic was more of the price gap. If you buy a better deck than me, you're gonna win. Well, yeah, but like if you, so like if you and I said, all right, we're gonna play magic, right? Mm-hmm. And we're saying, all right, we're you know our decks are going to be of this power level, right? Yeah. Be totally fine, but yeah. there's still a skill gap there oh, of sure. like, you know. I think also when I think of magic, I think of the Ice Age block. I think of <laughs> that's as complicated as magic got. There was no... You sweet, sweet summer sweet, child. Yes. I feel like the, <laughs> I, the soul of Magic the Gathering when it was developed would be it. If Richard Garfield was playing magic today, I don't think he'd like it. <laughs> You know, my favorite story mm-hmm. of you playing magic. Oh, the swamps? Nope. 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 <laughs> it's even better than that. <laughs> really? It is. I took all these cards out of my commander deck. Uh-huh. I put all these cards in. I still don't know what all these cards do. Nope. It's a mystery. You went through your entire deck and still were surprised by cards that you saw. I, it's just fun. I like That's why I like commander because I always forget what's in my deck. <laughs> it's just new every time. <laughs> I just like how customizable it is obviously sure but i yeah. just i just have so much of history with it and i just you know i don't think i'd understand games the way i do without having the match together that's fair. In it. yeah that's fair my number three mm-hmm. is a game that i'm not so sure you're fond of okay my favorite version of this game is actually the base version power grid oh interesting so power grid is a you know economical area control game you want to control the economy of resources and also be able to power all the cities Mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of like knick-knacky expansions that's the only way i know how to describe them right right? like i know you got that robot thing but i don't know what that does the robot thing is cool it adds a it adds another player um that basically you build this robot and then it does these actions (laughs) (laughs) that's that's actually kind of cool i like that a lot it's super cool we also got a different board. So we got one for like Quebec. We got mm-hmm. one for England. So there's all these different like, and then there's other expansions too that add totally new mechanics. Right. I do not like the deluxe version of the game. Right. We talked about that, how it's weird and like not sized the yeah. same way. And it's like they have, instead of having uh, trash powered plants, they have natural gas plants. Oh, it's like the hipster version. Yeah, speaking of like which the the hipster version of Monopoly, you've seen all those stories online. God, don't get me started. That's hilarious. It's so good. So yeah, the Power Grid's my my number three. It's a good one. It's something I don't dislike that game. It's just not my typical genre. I like it better than Welcome Two. Yeah, because you get to screw with people. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's completely different game. It is. It is. It is. Uh, That's why this this whole thing has been difficult because I didn't want to pick too many games that were too similar. Um. Well, but if you like that type of game, right? Yeah, but it's like my beers. I just tried to, to spice it up, change yeah. it up. Because um, I definitely had uh, champions on there too, but I had to go with my base because, you know, that's the one that introduced me to this and I just love the game. Yeah. 
Number, number two. two. Number two. A game that you mentioned earlier, uh, I guess it counts as what a 4X game, is Scythe. Yeah. That is my number two. Yeah. I love that game to death. Yeah. I'd always be willing to play it. It is everything I like in a game, and I feel like you can approach it from so many different standpoints. You can go completely militaristic, you can focus on engine building, or you can just focus on, you know, uh, controlling the most territories. Yeah, like, uh, Scythe is, is great. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, not to get spoilery, but mm-hmm. Rise was good. Yeah. I was a little underwhelmed by the ending. Yeah. Th- so apparently there's an ending B, and there's a whole punch board of cardboard shit we, we never opened because sure. we never got to ending B. But I mean, I think it's less of... Now, like, like I mentioned about... Um, what was the other game that had a lot of lore? Uh, some of the uh, Descent expansions. There's a whole book of lore oh, that yeah. goes with Fenris. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of glazed over it. Right. Because I'm not here to read you a story. Uh, but the the story is actually pretty well written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. But it is a... There are some high points in that campaign, and the ending is not one of them. Right. Correct. But yeah, Scythe in general, mm-hmm. um, I think the only expansion I don't like is the Wind Gamut expansion. I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. I feel like out of all of them, it has the least impact. Yeah. It's kind of just there. I just feel like it's another thing for me to manage, and I never end up using it. True. Now, if you play the Wind Gambit without the Fenris stuff, where you can actually draw another end card, uh-huh. that changes it a bit. You know what I'm talking about? Like it's, yeah. 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 Um, but they're just, they're, they're bridges yep. is all they are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, both of the new, well, I guess they're not new, but the, uh, the ones from Invaders from Afar, I like both those factions. I think they're yeah. really cool. Yeah. I like how, I know they don't have the, the speed that the other ones do, but they have those weird tokens they can add down. I think everything's pretty well balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Without doubt. But the Gambit one is the least impactful. But that's it. That's my number two. My number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of we talked about it by proxy, but my number two is another dungeon crawler. Okay. Imperial Assault. Ooh. Let me tell you why I love Imperial Assault. Okay. I love Imperial Assault because it is a dungeon crawler. Yep. I can. We can either use the app and all play together. Yep. We can play where one person plays as the dark side and everyone mm-hmm. else is going against them. Yep. You can also. And this is probably my favorite mode, play in skirmish mode, Mm -hmm. where you have a point buy system that you're buying units, and then you are battling each other with those units. Sure. I just love the flexibility of the game. Yeah. I love how all the expansions add, like, new stories that, like, you actually, like, deep dive into. Similar to Descent, right? Yep. You, like, get invested in the stories, you invest in these characters. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic game. I love it a lot. It's great. And all the miniatures are super detailed, Mm -hmm. and probably my... Probably my favorite Fantasy Flight game. It's a great game. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. In fact, I was wrestling between that and Descent. The reason I went with the Descent is I'm more of a sword and sorcery guy than a Star Wars guy. Sure. So I just went with, That's the, fair. with the theme off it. But uh, they play very similarly. Uh, I think the the way they balance the, the what do you call it when the, guy, the Emperor or the uh, when the guy's the bad guy? The overlord of that game? Yeah, the dark side. Yeah, how they alternate. It's not one party versus the other party. Yeah. Like in that. That's that's such a huge change. It's a mechanic. huge change. It doesn't work in descent. I tried it one time and I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't work. Well, because the, the, the rules it's just so much different. Working. Yeah. Um but that that is a good thing. Um but yeah, that's a great number two. Yeah. Yeah. Number, number one. one. Do you have an honorable mention? My honorable mention 
is a game that did not make my list simply because I have not played it enough. Mm-hmm. Root by Leader oh, Games. Oh, I have one. Root is an asymmetrical game, super fun. I just, I've only played it twice. Yeah. It's and, hard to judge. And I, I've only played it twice and everyone, no one has been like, I know exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. So like the game is fun. I understand one of the factions very well. Okay. Right. And so if I play the faction, I've got it. Yeah. But the game has so much replayability because then once I master one faction, I still have to master all these other. It's like learning a whole other game. Yeah, exactly. I, my honorable mention is Twilight Imperium. Okay. I really enjoyed that whole day we played it. Sure. Like, I the more I was looking at it, I'm like, all I want to do is play it again. Yeah. Um, the only bad thing about that game is time. Yeah. It's, it's such a big game. It is a big but game. But it's not a game I can judge playing it once. I agree. We have there's expansions that I have that we haven't gotten into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fantastically designed game. Yeah. I can't wait to play it again. Yeah. The number one. That we're at. We are at number, number one. Number one. Okay, Steven. My number one, I think you're going to think it's a cop-out. Okay. My number one is Dungeons & Dragons. <sighs> you yep. can't cheat twice. I can cheat twice. And the reason it's Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. is because, again, like Magic, I've played it longer than any other game I've played before. Yep. I got the base set when I was 10 years old, so that was in, what, 1625? <laughs> 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 um but I've played it with a bunch of different groups and I found that, you know, it can go so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You can have a very militaristic campaign where you're just trying to kill as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. There's games where I haven't rolled a single die and it's all storytelling. Right. And then there's games I've played where it's fiefdoms where we're all like certain levels that we have followers and kingdoms and we're just trying to like control certain areas and mm-hmm. you know gain money and all that stuff i feel like that game is such a big thing that you can just shape it into any other game that you like and i've met more people playing that game than any other game i can think of cool so that is my numero uno my number one has a story attached to it okay and i have to tell you the story yep. for you to understand why this game is my number one sure or how it became naked twister yep. that's my, that's one of my favorites that's exactly too. what it is <laughs> so when I was eh, 15 or 16, uh-huh. right, had a couple of friends, and we played games all the time. We played Magic. We played D&D together. We played Betrayal House on the Hill together. Sure. All these games, right? So we were playing a specific miniature game at the time, Ooh. and um, we were playing it together. I was, I was in love with it, right? I was like, done with Magic for now. I'm playing this game. Right? Can I guess? No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So, you know, obviously, like, birthdays come up and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. what do you want? And I was like, I want this. Uh-huh. Right? Somebody, I, I can't remember who, uh-huh. but somebody got me the board game version of this game. Oh. And at first, being the douchebag teenager that I was, I was like, this is, this, this is wrong. Like, oh. like, what is this? Okay. Right? I never heard of it before. Right, right. Mage Knight, the board game. Oh, okay. Mage Knight, the board game. It, uh, so, Mage Knight was originally a clicks-based miniature game. I didn't game. know that. I've only known the board game. Yeah, so originally it was a clicks-based uh, miniatures game. Okay. And we played 
the hell out of it. Right. We played the Dungeons version, which was like basically like a dungeon crawler, but um, you were like against each other trying to like capture chests and things like that. Uh-huh. There was a whole like RPG layer to it that we didn't really get into. We did a lot more like the point by system stuff. We had okay. like the big like uh, Centurion tanks that you would roll mm. in. Super fun. So someone got me the board game and I was like, what is this? Mm. Right. One rainy weekend where uh, my group of friends were like, let's just play it. Right. Yeah. Let's, What's the worst going to happen? Let's see what, what this is. Right. Instantly fell in love. Okay. Instantly fell in love. Um, it is a deck builder. It is a like persona builder. So you're actually like building like how you're going to play the game. Everyone has unique abilities. Okay. It is a skirmish. So you're battling each other. Yeah. It's a exploration game because you all start off in different spaces and then you're trying to explore to get to everybody else. Okay. And you'll come across NPCs. You'll yeah, come, yeah. come across all these different things. Unfortunately, I no longer own this game. Oh, that's what I was going to ask next. It is it is on my grail list. Didn't they release a 2.0 of it? They or just came out with the ultimate, ultimate version. Oh, okay. Which has like four of the six expansions in it. And okay. it has, but the the interesting thing is it has new cards in it. Oh. So I'm I'm kind of waiting for it to get in the wild to, to see if I want that version or the 1.0 version again. Oh, you want to go OG? It, I just, like, if... If anything's different, like I want to know what it is before I invest, because it's not cheap. Right. You know, it's like 150 bucks. So okay. before I invest in that, yeah, That's, I want to. That makes sense. I want to make sure that this game is what it is, mm-hmm. and not like because people have remade games before, and it's like completely different. Yeah, and sometimes not as good. Yeah, exactly. The the funny thing is when you mentioned that, and I'm looking at my number one with Dungeons and Dragons. I remember when we got Hero Clicks or not Hero Clicks. Sorry. Uh, oh gosh. Hero Escape. Was it called HeroScape? You're talking about with the big hexagon nope, terrain? Nope. Older than that. Hero Quest? Hero Quest. With the barbarian? Yep. And and we went over by Milton Bradley. And we played Hero Quest and we went through the first mission. We're like, that was neat. We should use all these things for Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and not play this game ever again. <laughs> What's funny? Uh, yeah. So well, we use all those miniatures. That's yeah. my number one is that's Mage Knight. That's a good number. I never play Mage Knight, but I've seen it and heard about it. You so would love it. I, I, I'm going to check it's, it out. It's it's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that there's so many different mechanics used in it, right? Right. It's a deck builder, but it's also a skirmishing game. Yeah. And it's right? been around for a while, right? Yeah. Um, I think most recently it won awards in like 2012. Oh, okay. Well, that's still pretty recent. But that, that that's like the last time an expansion came out. Oh, I see. It. I got yeah. you. I got you. Um, but yeah, I, originally I got the game back in like 2007 or 8, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. My main growing up games I played, that was more like the uh, 94, 95 <laughs> time period. 16, 94? No. 1994. So back then, like, D&D was the thing. And, you know, there was very little, like, Battletech. We played Battletech. Yeah. That's it. There was people that played Warhammer, but we're too poor. So we didn't play Warhammer. I played Warhammer a couple times. I couldn't get into it because, well, at the time, 40K had just come out. And so everyone was like, oh, 40K is the new big thing. Oh, okay. And I was, I was... I was on the fence between that and magic, and so I just deep deep dove into magic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I think that board, board game taste obviously changed throughout. Sure, and yeah. I think that you know when when I was picking mine, I'm like there are certain games that are definitely probably better technically than the games I like, but 
I just have a, you know, there's a special place in your heart for the first game you play of that particular type mm-hmm. or something you grew up with. You know, there's something that resonates with you more than some other games might. Yep. So picking 12, those are my 12. <laughs> you've got mail. You, 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 you've got mail. Guys, we got our, uh, our first community top 12 beers um, from Jabs. And Jabs has a very interesting list, very close to to Chris as far as flavors. Yeah, Apparently, which means he's correct. Wow, uh, <laughs> incorrect. Uh, he has over nineteen hundred unique check ins on Untapped. Very nice, very um, nice. And he he only has about ten to fifteen five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so from those five stars, he he picked his top twelve, and we're just going to go over them real quick. Sure, sure. So um, do you want to start from twelve up? Yeah, let's do that. It's number 12 is Off-Color Coffee Dino S'mores. I love the name. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. I've never heard of Off-Color. I've never heard of Off-Color either. Um, We're going to have to check that out. Yeah, have, have to check that out without a doubt. Dogfish Head Fort, number 11. It's the Fruitful Fort. Uh, releases, it's a seasonal beer. Releases January to or July to September. Uh, it's a Belgian, apparently. Hmm. I want you to guess the ABV. 9.5. 16 and a half. Holy cock blast. <laughs> 50 IBUs. Um, it's got cherries and raspberry and blackberry. Let's go to check it out. Yeah, I'm, I have not seen that one. Yeah. Uh, number 10 is another dogfish head, uh, the Burton Batten. I have had that one before. That one is fantastic. That is a good call. Number nine, La Auto Brewing Big Squaw Scotch Ale. I don't know La Auto. I don't know La Auto either. I wonder if these are local from, from where Jabs is at. La Auto is in Indiana. Sounds good. Number eight. Schmaltz Brewing Bok Bok. Bok Bok. Bok Bok. What do you think it is? I think it's a buck. I think it's a buck buck. A double buck. Do you think it has a chicken in it? Yep. Yeah? Well, no, I don't think there's a chicken in it. No? <laughs> I don't think it's chicken inside this beer. So, Schmaltz Bok Bok. I think it's a double buck. It's Imperial American Bok aged in bourbon barrels. So, it's a double buck. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's a bok bok. The, the art looks cool. It's like, it's too... It's like a yin yang chicken. Oh, it is. Where where is this from now? Uh, New York. New York. Yep. Schmaltz. Yeah. Eight. Uh, Nine point four. Looks uh, looks like it's getting pretty good reviews. Yeah. La, uh, Schmaltz. I'll check that out. His number seven is Southern Tier Mocha. I love Southern Tier's beer. I don't think I've had the Mocha though. I imagine it's a uh, coffee stout. Mm-hmm. Super good. Uh, my wife really likes it. It's one of those things again where like. The chocolate doesn't overpower you. I see. But it's 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 there, right? You you know it's there. So good. The D- chocolate or the coffee? The chocolate. Okay. Yeah. The the coffee the coffee is very much there. Okay. But the chocolate from it is is uh kind of there. Yeah. Uh that sounds delicious. Jabs, if you're ever in our neck of the woods, you should check out Reaver Beach's Sea Devil because they yeah. pour it, they pour it over coffee beans when they put it in the glass and it's it's amazing. Number 6. Six and five are both from Founders. Number six is his Backwoods Bastards. I love that stout. I have it in my fridge right now. And then the KBS, which is also a really good stout. Number four, Dogfish Worldwide Stout. And number three, Goose Island Bourbon County Brand Stout. Mm-hmm. So BCBS, I've only seen. I've never had. I've had it. You've it's, had it. It's good. Yeah. Um, it comes in a little, like, signed bottle. Okay. Um, it's, it's delicious. Cool. Polliner Salvatore. Number I've had two. Polliner before, mm-hmm. but I don't think I have the Salvatore. Polliner does. They're one of the. Um, they do ones, October. They're, they're allowed right? to do an Oktoberfest. Yeah. They're one of the. They're one of the ones that's allowed to do an Oktoberfest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And his number one, 
was Dogfish Head 120. 120. Big um, man. Good vote. Jabs loves him some Dogfish I, Head. I, I, I love that one too, but uh, <laughs> it gets the better of me sometimes. So let's see here. Just some quick stats. Four beers in his top 12 from Dogfish Head. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Jabs, if you haven't been to the brewery in Delaware to check out their, their tour, you should definitely give it a check out. That's a, that's a super fun tour to do. I guess that kind of makes sense, right? Like Dogfish Head is probably like at least this side of the Mississippi, right? It's probably one of the most mass distributed craft beers. Mass distributed? I think Sam Adams still beats it. Well, sure, but... I think they're for uh, Sam any- Adams is going to beat anybody just because they're true. Uh, of just because how big they are. Yeah, but like dog dogfish head, you can find like I I haven't been to a state that I can't find dogfish head. True, and among beer snobs, like if you mention dogfish head, no one's going to say anything poor about them. Yeah, you but know, if you, you if you say Sam Adams, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jazz, for sending that in. Um, we'd love to hear any other of your top twelve list, whether it's beer or games or games. Um, send them in at tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. Right. Definitely want to check out some of those breweries that I haven't heard of yet. I'm excited to check them out. Yeah. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to visit us at tablehopspodcast.com, leave us an iTunes review, or visit us on social media at Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember... Good beers. Good games. Great Great times. times!